It's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Hartford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Hartford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith, Administrator of Marketing and Communications for the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. The Hartford Edge is brought to you each week by your Hartford County Public Library. Today we'll be talking with Barney Mickle, President of the Aberdeen Proving Ground Centennial Celebration Association, the ACCA. Hello, Bob. What's on your mind this morning? Oh, good morning. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, too. I just saw you appropriately named Greenlee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm not Irish. Oh, you're not? I'm not. I'm half Irish and half Polish. And you don't have green on, so... No, well, I was uh, rushing out today, and um, um, so I grabbed what was there. Uh, but I'm from a town in New Jersey that is, like, 90%... Polish Catholic, Irish Catholic, Italian Catholic. So um, St. Patty's Day was a big, big event. I don't celebrate as crazy as I used to. How do you feel about that? I, I just, maybe I don't have the stamina anymore or it takes me too long to recover. Are you a big St. Patty's Day partier? I was actually thinking about that this morning. I used to take the day off from work and start the night before and we would go. And it wasn't like a debauchery drinking craziness, but... It was a day of celebration, and we did it all day long, and I haven't done that in years. So I felt old today when I woke up. I was like, we're meeting some friends in the neighborhood out tonight, so we're doing something, but certainly not like we used to celebrate. <laughs> and I think it is age. Yeah, well, and when you said it wasn't some drunken debauchery thing, the translation of that is it was some drunken debauchery <laughs> thing, right? Are you reading between the lines? <laughs> yeah, like the, um, whenever someone says, it's not about the money. They mean it's about the money. But, um, no, I, I was, I'm not even going to really participate. Cause just because maybe I feel jealous because everyone is there having a great time. And and um, I don't want to have too much because it's going to take me, I'm going to feel awful all day tomorrow. Or maybe I hate getting there and everybody's already mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. snockered. Right. Right. So I feel like an outsider. But anyway, just be safe, everyone, and enjoy. Uh, hopefully uh, there's nothing we read about in the news about anything going on there. It's true. I think people are a little stir-crazy from being inside from the snow, so they're ready to get out. Okay. You have some, uh, I heard you have some trivia for me. I do have some trivia today. Um, and our guest, Barney, um, is with the Aberdeen Proving Ground Centennial Celebration uh, Association. So we did a little theme today, and this is, World War One related. Ooh. And by the way, we're going to cut the news short. Okay. Because we're going to talk to Barney for a while. Because okay. I have so much I want to know about. <laughs> He's the guy. <laughs> about World War One, about APG, about all these organizations. We know they're doing great things, and there's people working very hard and creative. Mm -hmm. But people need to, I want to know more about them. So mm -hmm. we're going to put Barney on the spot. Great. All right, here's your first question. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. In what year did Germany make their final World War One reparation payment? Oh, that's a that's a really cruel one. Um, Thank Jennifer. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's they probably sooner than you. It's not that far in the past. Not that far in the past. It's in the years two thousand. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then I I would I uh, two thousand and two. Two thousand and ten. Interesting. That? Yeah, that is interesting. But also, they, um, uh, Deutsche Bank made a payment um, 
in about 2008. Oh, wow. Because Deutsche Bank was a huge financer mm -hmm. of the Third Reich. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, they were um, a huge financer, a lot of the uh, equipment and arms and concentration camp equipment. Okay, okay. Um, as well. So uh, they settled that uh, as well. I think it was about 2008. Barney probably has something on that as well. All right. Based on population, what is the largest military base in the United States? Fort Hood. Fort Bragg. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. This one is interesting. During the Korean War, what country, along with the United States, supported South Korea to stand for democracy and oppose communism? Um, during the Korean War? Mm-hmm. Japan. Great Britain. Okay, I was going to say Australia. Well, I figured Australia and Great Britain was too obvious, so you guys <laughs> wouldn't have done that to me. Oh, all right. We, all right. Who said it is fatal to enter a war without the will to win it? Churchill. MacArthur. Oh, okay. In what MacArthur state? also said never <laughs> fight a land war with the Chinese, which is one of my favorite... Uh, one of my favorite lines. <laughs> All right. Um, in what state is the United States Naval Academy? Um, I have no idea. Maryland. I know. <laughs> so you I went was from. Me a gift. I know. I was like, we got to slide a good one in here for him. Um, in what year did the last U.S. troops leave Vietnam? Um, seventy-five. 73. You were 73. Very close. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, from the roof of the uh, embassy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In Saigon. Um, all right, we'll do one more. Okay. What was Veterans Day originally called? Hmm. I should know this. Oh, Barney just arrived. He can what come in. Maybe he Barney? has an answer. <laughs> Our guest, Barney Michelle, has just arrived. Have a seat, Barney. Nickel. Huh? Barney Mickle. Why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Barney. Um, have a seat. And we're um, Barney's. We're going to spend most of the show on Barney and everything he's involved in. And um, he's going to help me with this trivia question. Okay, you ready, Barney? We're putting you on the spot right when you walk in the door. What was Veterans Day originally called? Armistice Day. There you go. Oh, that's he's what I was going to say, but I thought there already yep. still was an Armistice Day. <laughs> Okay, should we try one more now that Barney's here? Yes. We have time for one more. What does WAC stand for, all capitals? Women's Air, Women's Army Corps. Yeah, good job. Super good. Good Yeah, inspiration. And let's do one more. All right. Who did not receive the Congressional Gold Medal? Then I'm going to give you some names. Walt Disney, John Wayne, Bob Hope. Henry Fonda, who did not receive. John Wayne. Guess again. Henry Fonda? Yep, Henry Fonda. I thought this was going to be World War One related. Well, it started that way, and then we kind of went down to other wars, so. Okay. You know what? Because we're running a little late, what we're going to do is let's take a break. Okay. Then we'll bring Barney on, uh, because I, I, I'm feeling... 
there's a lot we have to cover, and I ha I'm very curious about so many things. So we'll do the news and okay. over the edge in the third set okay. based upon the time we have left. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense for me. So we'll go to a break now. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Barney Mickle, president of the Aberdeen Proving Grand Centennial Celebration Association, otherwise known as the ACCA. The Harford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members ages 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MarketBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D creation software including MarketBot and PrinterBot, 123D Make and 123D Design, professional green screen with Studio Lightbox, and both Apple and Windows computers all to help create your electronic video, audio, publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith, Administrator of Marketing and Communications for the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. And this is the Hartford Edge. We're delighted to have Barney Mickle, President of the Aberdeen Proving Ground Centennial Celebration Association, the ACCA, in the studio with us. ACCA has been working hard to plan a well-deserved celebration of the extraordinary contributions of the people and missions of APG over the last 100 years. Welcome, Barney. Tell us a little bit about yourself first. Who is Barney Mickle? Well, hi, Leslie and Bob, and thanks for having me here. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I started my government career uh, in Rock Island Arsenal in the 70s. I stayed with the government for about 16 years and jumped across the fence, as they say, to the private sector, always in the defense industry. Uh, I've been at uh, Aberdeen Proving Grounds since the early 80s. Uh, first as a civilian government employee and then as a defense contractor. Uh, retired recently and uh, have been active in community activities pretty much my entire life since moving to Harford County. Uh, and so this was just a natural segue to work with Aberdeen Proving Ground on recognizing 100 years of technology with the community. And let, let's start with... Um um, and I think you were very modest. You have a, a very uh, impressive and strong resume, especially with what what you've been um, uh, involved in and what you've uh, helped coordinate, which is always the hardest job. Someone who has to um, stand between the, the soldiers, the scientists, the politicians, and the community. Um, it's never easy. <laughs> so uh, thank you for that. But tell us about APG. Well, I would even proving ground... Um obviously started a hundred years ago and there were there were four posts that were created in the state of Maryland uh, concurrent with the beginnings of World War One. Uh, Aberdeen Proving Ground actually is two of those four. Aberdeen Proving Ground and at the time Edgewood Arsenal was a separate and distinct oh. post. The other two, uh, one was Fort Meade, Fort George G. Meade, uh, and the fourth one is sort of lost to time and what we believe is it was what they would call a cantonment of either Fort Meade or the greater Aberdeen Proving Ground area. Our belief is it was one of the cantonments that's been absorbed into the greater Aberdeen Proving Ground area. But in any event, there are only three remaining, and two of them are Aberdeen Proving Ground. How, describe what, I mean, 
war was constantly changing. It was mechanized war was something very new. Um, this was had a, a, there wasn't really much uh, to speak of when it comes to, came to testing and proving facilities, I would imagine, that had to be done. So there was the mustering, the building, that couldn't have been easy. The creation of Aberdeen Proving is a very interesting story, and we could spend the entire show just talking about that and the way it's changed Hartford County. Uh, Aberdeen Proving Ground was, was, again, started as a place close to Washington, D.C., close to, to what would become the Pentagon. There was no Pentagon in 1917. Uh, and, and while many locations were originally considered, uh, they settled on Aberdeen because of its location, its proximity to Washington, D.C., uh, but yet its relative remoteness and also the ability to acquire the land for the Proving Ground itself. Uh, which required taking over uh, many, many uh, local family farms uh, and obviously changing the landscape of Hartford County forever. Um, it's amazing. And who was um, who can be credited with that? Um, anyone particular as far as... Because when you're building that from the ground up, um, you have to put so many things in place. Uh, not individuals, but... And it had to be done quickly, didn't it? Uh, it was done very quickly. Um, they went from bare farmlands to, to erected buildings within a period of months. Uh, Aberdeen Proving Ground had its flag racing October 21st of 1917, so it went from bare ground uh, to at least a, a beginnings of the Proving Ground uh, with, with barracks, a lot of tent buildings at that point in time, in a period of about seven to ten months. And talk to us about, you know, we all have friends, I have friends that have been involved in um, uh, that still work in many of the uh, directorates there. Um, but Aberdeen Proving Ground really has been seminal in the development of a lot of so many successful and life-saving technologies um, and applications. Tell us about a few of them. Well, in addition to being the Army's largest single research development test and evaluation installation in the entire country, the Proving Ground specializes in the testing of heavy weapons, uh, or what they call ordnance, uh, artillery and artillery ammunition, uh, rockets. They also test smoke ammunition and, uh, and what they call smoke and obscurance. Uh, they developed uh, the Army's first chemical weapons in response to the Germans' use of chemical weapons in World War I, uh, and that's what the creation of Edgewood Arsenal was for, was the development and manufacture of chemical weapons, which were largely put into artillery shells, uh, fired downrange. Uh, fortunately, World War I was the only major war where those chemical weapons were ever used, uh, but they continued that development and testing all the way through the 20s, 30s, 40s, and into the 50s and, and 60s before finally uh, there were treaties that banned the use of chemical weapons throughout the world. My grandfather was, uh, was gassed in the, uh, the Argonne, campaign, and uh, he died um, 16 years later of uh, severe pneumonia, um, and they they trace it to um, the damage that the, the gas had done to his lungs. So um, I, I guess those numbers aren't always included in the tremendous amount of ca casualties we've, we, we, we suffered in World War II, but um, did, did I, artificial respiration was also something that was... Uh, well, the medical community uh, is also headquartered at Aberdeen, the Army's medical community, with the medical command. So, yes, it's safe to say that those technologies 
of, of protection, physical protection, the gas masks, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, breathing apparatus, and then the suits and gloves, uh, and also then the medical mitigation and the medical recovery techniques were developed at, at the Edgewood part of what is now Aberdeen Proving Ground in response to those early chemical weapons uses. And when you think about this, the things that the APG did, it, it, such when you're working and it's military people and people from our community going in every day and building survivability systems and testing survivability systems that thousands of lives are going to depend on, it really is just can be overwhelming well, to think well, about that. A Aberdeen is, is unique in the breadth and depth of its missions. In addition to the medical work, uh, the chemical weapons, the biological weapons, the arms control, the demilitarization of chemical weapons, uh, their work in, in not only the testing of ordnance, but also the development of technology that, that protect our soldiers from incoming fire, either the small arms uh, from rifles and pistols, and also the larger ammunition from tanks and artillery pieces. Uh, one of the direct developments out of Aberdeen was the use of high-speed photography, which is utterly amazing. They slow down the photographs of artillery shells hitting a piece of armor to the point where they can actually see frame by frame the vaporization of the armor as the artillery shell penetrates and, and the little flow of the, of the liquid, liquefied armor away from the artillery shell. Uh, and then that enables them to develop new technologies in armed protection that protects from the penetration wow. of those artillery shells. Good, good wow. friend of mine, Dr. Steve Zagletis, works in a terminal ballistics unit over there. So, And that's exactly what they do, absolutely correct. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, now, this the, the, the ACCA, this is, this is not easy. Uh, and we're looking at everybody that's involved. Um, and this is not an organization. This is a fairly newly formed organization, correct? Yes, with it a, is. With a mission to celebrate the, the 100th anniversary. The primary mission, in fact, the sole focus of the ACCA initially is to celebrate the centennial of Aberdeen Proving Ground. Uh, there was a group of us, all of us uh, retired civilian and military employees of Aberdeen, who had been meeting together uh, since the base realignment activities of 2005 to 2010. Uh, and, and at the completion of base realignment, one of the things that was not so good that happened was the loss of the Ordnance Museum from Aberdeen Proving Ground to Fort Lee, Virginia. Uh, that was part of what went on. Uh, overall, it was a very good move for Aberdeen. They ended up with 22,000 employees on the Proving Ground uh, and a myriad of new and, and interesting high-technology missions and communications. But we were looking for something to replace that Ordnance Museum. Uh, most of us remembered it very fondly for the huge display of, of tanks from all over the world, from World War I through Vietnam era. Uh, and beyond, actually. Uh, and these were used as part of the testing program to understand, okay, how do you build a tank that can resist incoming fire? But that was lost. And so we kept thinking, what can we bring in to replace that? Uh, the Ordnance Museum was one of Hartford County's major, if not the major, tourist attraction of the community. There were years when there were over 200,000 visitors wow. to that museum annually. Wow. Uh, now, that was pre-9-11. Post-9-11, it was a little bit more difficult to get onto the Proving Ground. But it was still an incredible tourist mm -hmm. road with signage out on Interstate 95. It drew people from all over the world to come there and see it. Uh, having lost that, we were thinking of ways, how can we replace that in our community? 
at one and the same time, we were made aware that there was a centennial coming up. And we said, okay, here's an opportunity to do two things at once. Um, celebrate the centennial of Aberdeen Proving Ground and generate a lot of community interest and support around creating a follow-on permanent installation in the city of Aberdeen outside the gates where it would have general broad general access to the community at large uh, and would replace some of that tourist interest in the proving ground that was lost when the Ordnance Museum went away. Uh, we formally incorporated uh, less than a year ago. Wow. So we've been working together for some time before we actually formally incorporated. And, and uh, when I say less than a year ago, our anniversary is the end of this month. <laughs> And to remind uh, the folks, it's the APG Centennial Celebration Association, ACCA. Where do folks go um, when they, uh, they want to find out more about this? Um, it is uh, the APG100.org. Correct. APG100.org. We also have APG100.com, uh, which we've owned. So you can go to APG100.com, APG100.org. Either one will get you to our website. And our website has all the information you need to participate. Uh, we're always looking for former employees, both military and civilian retirees, uh, that may have interesting anecdotes. Uh, what we have found in our work with our community, Hartford and Cecil County communities, is that there is literally a one degree of separation between Aberdeen Proving Ground and virtually all of our population. <laughs> Everybody has a father, mother, son, daughter, aunt, uncle, cousin who has worked at or worked for someone who worked at Aberdeen Proving Ground. So it's, it's a broad impact into our community. And many of those folks have really interesting stories to tell. Mm -hmm. We've captured a lot of them, living history. We're seeking to capture as many as we can. We're working very closely with the public library system on doing that, and also on generating artifacts. Um, there was a science cafe at our public library in Bel Air this past week, and one of our older board members, a, a very senior gentleman, uh, has literally a warehouse of artifacts uh, relating to the military history of Aberdeen Proving Ground, and he bought just a few of those, which were examples of early cloth that was developed to have anti-ballistic properties that ultimately led to the development of the Aramid fibers that created Kevlar. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Which um, is another activity that, that involves our, 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 our personnel at Aberdeen Proving Ground. The Army Research Lab is deeply involved in the development of body armor for our current soldiers. Mm -hmm. And also there is a scientific group uh, that's connected to a tenant organization that is doing a lot of work on um, bioresistant fibers uh, as well, uh, I, I believe. And I, they've set up shop in Cecil County uh, that uh, mm -hmm. antigen and, uh, uh, and uh I guess bio-resistant fibers that can mm -hmm. that can that can kill or protect uh, against um, and uh, you know chemical and um, biological. Uh, I'm attacks. not intimately familiar with that program. I have seen similar programs that have been put forward to the uh, the medical community, which which would involve medical draping, uh, which is bio-resistant and and used in a in literally a field environment, a field hospital environment where both the clothing that the military uh, medical techs would wear uh, and what is draped around the, uh, the patient uh, would be this bioresistant cloth that prevents uh, and avoids and mitigates infection in, wow. in an environment such as that. It's fascinating technology, and, and as soon as we can get it out to the, our field, it would be saving lives. Mm -hmm. 
Fantastic. Let's talk about the programs. Um, we can go in any in any order. Uh, I w- I w- I'm going to ask about the gas mask run first. <laughs> well, the gas mask cash is, is very interesting. And when I was a younger man and still employed at the government at Edgewood, I ran the gas mask stash. Uh, and, in fact, the very first time I ran it, uh, I was amazed at the end of the race. It, it's about five miles, what they call a, a, a 10K, around the airfield, a weedy airfield at the Edgewood area. Uh, I'm standing at the finish line, and I see a young man wearing a gas mask, and he literally ran that race in the gas mask. Uh, And surprisingly, and I didn't realize this at the time, interesting anecdote, there was a photograph taken of the both of us. Fast forward about 10 years, I've left the government, I'm working in the private sector, I go to my new employer and I'm being introduced to my new work colleagues, and lo and behold, I'm introduced to to a gentleman about my age, and on the picture, on the wall in his office is a picture of myself, standing next to a guy wearing a gas mask. In a, in a running outfit. And I say, Dave, why do you have my picture on your wall? And he says, no, that's my picture. I'm in the gas mask. <laughs> wow. So it is a small it world. Is amazing. One degree of separation, yes, there folks. there is. There is. Um, that's but amazing. But you don't have to wear a gas mask to run in it, and I don't suggest it. Well, I if I do a 10K, I need a gas mask after, <laughs> after the dash. Oh, I, I would need heart heart surgery, I think, uh, at this point. And but I think the they've race? reduced it. You know, I, I don't recall. We've got over 100 events, and right. I don't have all the events committed to memory. But they're all on the website. Okay. Um, and we have, uh, f- um, I, w- I want to talk about a few of the other things. Um, uh, uh, this this um, graduate student, uh, there's a lot of the programs that revolve around private life, uh, which is m- the most fascinating thing to me. W- Will and Ariel Durant's The History of Private Life. And uh, as they always said, uh, you know, history is a river. We write about what happens on the banks, um, and there's. I noticed several of the programs. With, for instance, we have um, uh, a woman coming in to talk about World War One, sex and gender, um, which it was a hundred years ago. Um, not that we, we're that much more enlightened now, but <laughs> compared to a hundred years ago, she's making a presentation, and um, I don't. I, I think she's making it at um, at Towson. Um, University of Goucher, but we can look it up. There is also um, four uh, programs at the library is um, just uh, been involved in. Uh, one is a tech revolution from APG into Harford Homes, and that's March 13th, which is um, through April 30th. So that mm-hmm. started already. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is in, at the Bel Air branch okay. um, in one of our rooms. And um, it really is interesting. I have to put the uh, display together. And <clears throat> everything from gas masks to the, the fabric you were talking about, GPS. Um, there's so many things technology-wise that have happened from APG in our own backyard that people don't even know about. I mean, it's just really amazing. So I encourage you to go by. Um, we're going to be adding artifacts um, to the exhibit as we go down the road a little bit, some actual pieces that go back to the information that's on the on the posters. Um, but it's just really amazing the, the things that have happened. There's a Jeep technology, and you know, it's really um, it was an eye opener for me for sure. Well, we were actually meeting with the mayor of Aberdeen and and the city manager yesterday to talk about. Uh, the permanent installation that we hope to follow up our centennial celebration with, 
And, and what we were expressing is, is folks do not recognize exactly, mm -hmm. as you said, how much has come from Aberdeen. Um, there is a note of the Internet that was created at Aberdeen Proving Ground when the Internet started up. The Internet started with 13 nodes uh, worldwide. One of those was at Aberdeen. Wow. There is still a note of the Internet at Aberdeen. Aberdeen has one of the military's five supercomputing facilities in the United States. Uh, it's been there for quite some time. Uh, and it grows every year. They add to that. It's an amazing activity, an amazing facility. The first digital computer was created at Aberdeen. It was built with the University of Pennsylvania's technical support, but it was built at Aberdeen. The building where it was built still exists. Uh, wow. And in fact, what they have now on display is an old Cray supercomputer in the lobby of that building, which was one of the earlier supercomputers ever invented. Which, um... I think my, my phone has more <laughs> MIPS per second than the Craig. Right. Your car has more computing power than one of those early computers, absolutely. Uh, uh, Moore's Law. <laughs> um, I have two uh, trivia questions for the two of you. <gasps> what? Um, I just time. thought of. Uh, but Barney pro probably knows this first okay. one. So, Leslie, give, give Leslie a shot no. for the first two seconds. Well, Jeep. Out, Jeep. Why is okay. it called a Jeep? That I don't know, and I love Jeeps. So General Purpose Vehicle, GP. Wow. You never know. You never know. Secondly, uh, the Army was working uh, uh, you know, to prevent rust and um, oxidation, uh, etc. They were working on a formula uh, that would prevent rust and oxidation. And they, it may not be the Army, but I think it's the Army. And it, they had 40 tries. They kept on refining it, and it was the it was the 40th, yes. the 40th version of the formula. And what is that? WD-40. Correct. And yeah, what's one of my favorite things in my house. <laughs> I what grew does up WD with it. stand for? Oh come on! <laughs> Water dispersion. Oh wow! I'm going away from this today with so much more knowledge. See, it wasn't just Tang that exactly. we got we got, got from it. the. <laughs> <laughs> got it. It's much deeper than that. <laughs> um. So that's the tech revolution mm -hmm. from APG into mm -hmm. Harford Homes. That's at Bel Air Library uh, now through April 30th. Mm -hmm. Then we have uh, a, a really interesting Meet the Author session, which is part of the uh, ACPL's Meet the Author series. Elizabeth Foxwell is the author. Their own words, American Women in World War One." That is on Sunday at the Jarrettsville Library at 2 p.m. And again, the private... Private life, the, the, the personal aspects, because it gets, it gets so lost. The challenges, um, how people have to adjust and adapt and, you know, and really make a lot of sacrifices and deal with so many different barriers. And mm -hmm. they, had, they had to do it like today because yeah. it's not like you mentioned. It's not like we had a time to, to muster or to, to gear up or mm -hmm. people just did amazing things. So that's Elizabeth Foxwell, their own words, American women in World War II. We have a picture of um, my grandmother, my, my wife's, Cindy's grandmother, um, 13 kids, um, tough Italian woman. She worked 10 hours a day sewing the leather bomber jackets wow. up in uh, Beacon, New York, uh, wow. up on the Hudson. <laughs> In between having 13 kids. I was say, <laughs> oh, wow. So, um, 
and not just women, home women, like, uh, but uh, the the women who uh, helped develop ENIAC mm -hmm. and did the coding, a lot of the coding for ENIAC, I understand. Um, yeah, there's a lot of women in all the pictures I see. The, the original programmers for the ENIAC, which was that first computer that I mentioned was developed in Aberdeen, were all women. And, and in the pictures you see, mm -hmm. uh, it's all women with their long shirtwaist dresses mm -hmm. uh, doing the actual programming, which at that time was, you know, the, the ENIAC filled an entire room. Uh, and it was all tube technology like you used to see in a television of the 50s. Wow. And I still have in my guitar amp because <laughs> there's nothing better than tubes. Um, digital can never... Can never replace that. Uh, the next one, Lost and Found, The Forgotten Communities of APG, which is also, that's an exhibition, it's fascinating, May 8th to June 16th at the Aberdeen Library. Mm -hmm. well, uh, now, what is that all about? Do we have, um, do we do we know the details on that, or uh, should we just actually, send people to the site? Yeah, they, and they are putting that exhibit together as we speak. Again, it's going to be... Um, we're going to have a lot of artifacts there, things that have been found and treasured and saved by people who, like the gentleman you were referring to earlier, who had the sense to keep it or the forethought to keep things. So it'll be an exhibit that combines a lot of those artifacts with history pieces, um, the written word that ties it all together. So um, we are working on that as we speak. So it's not complete yet, but I can promise you it will be amazing, and I encourage everyone to get it on their calendar and stop by. Let's take advantage of this year when we're seeing so much about Aberdeen Proving Ground um, and their contribution, not just locally, but nationally and internationally, so. Well, and the Forgotten Communities is a, is a very interesting and important part of that history. Uh, of course, Aberdeen was a, was a burgeoning farm community in the 19-teens, uh, and, and there was a very mixed emotions about losing those family farms to the development of a proving ground for testing Army's weapons. Uh, ultimately, of course, it's proven to be a benefit in the long term, but in the short term, uh, there were a lot of folks that were displaced. Uh, tenant farmers got nothing when they oh, were moved. Wow. Uh, the farmers, of course, received what the just compensation of the day was under eminent domain. Uh, the tenant farmers were just moved. Uh, some were lucky enough to find situations other places, others were not. So it's, it's an interesting part of the history of Aberdeen. Uh, when they talk about the lost communities, that's exactly true. There were some small communities. Uh, and those, those little things, some of them exist within the Proving Grounds boundaries still. Uh, there are some historic buildings there, and I'm sure there'll be some displays mm -hmm. showing those buildings that remain. Uh, and the plan is to try to have a couple tours that would get people to the areas that are accessible oh, that'd be great. to show them some of those remaining historic structures. And it's just other... If not, it would be lost to history. Mm -hmm. This was the most important event in these people's lives. Mm -hmm. It changed their lives forever, and it's just gone unless there's things like this. Uh, we have another Meet the Author program on May 11th, Thursday, May 11th, at the Bel Air Library. Mitchell Jakelson, 47 Days, How Pershing's Warriors Came of Age to Defeat the German Army in World War One. Uh, talk about... Uh, that Barney again because war was changing, mechanization was changing. I, I remember reading that Pershing when he first came in still favored the frontal assault and it was very costly to us and did he end up sticking with that or did he change and it really speaks to our soldiers as well. 
Well, the training that, that I'm aware of that was conducted at Aberdeen was related to the use of artillery, and of course, artillery was one of the major weapon systems of World War I, uh, but also that Aberdeen at that point was testing the, something that was brand new to the conduct of warfare, which was the mechanization and the use of tanks and armored vehicles. Uh, and those vehicles were tested at Aberdeen, and the techniques to use them were developed at Aberdeen along with the development of the vehicles themselves. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And um, we want to also talk about, uh, first of all, it's APG100, that's the numbers, APG100.org or APG100.com. And I have some other things on some of these other programs, but we want to get to something that has always fascinated me, and I've sort of taken it for granted. Um, I know a lot of us have. We have a lot of groups, uh, institutions, organizations in the county uh, uh, that help APG and uh, connect APG and become vessels through which a APG can have the great impact that it's had on us. So let's let's talk about some of those co uh, cooperators um, with you, especially on this uh, centennial, um, certainly the public library. Um, well, I'll be honest, and I, I, I'm, I'm so happy to be here to talk about uh, what we've done in our collaboration with the public library system. Um, I come from a family of library users. My, my parents were library users. Uh, one of the first thoughts we had as we collected as a group and became the ACCA was what community organizations can we partner with that's going to help get our message out and make what goes on at Aberdeen Proving Ground real for the rest of our community. Absolutely initial contacts was the public library system. Uh, I've already worked with them on the science cafes that have been ongoing for years. Uh, there's a deep flavor of Aberdeen Proving Ground to those science cafes. Many of our speakers and presenters are Aberdeen scientists and engineers. Uh, the topics come out of the technology developed from Aberdeen. So there's a very strong relationship there. Uh, the libraries are embedded in our community. It was just a very natural, natural connection. So they were one of our first partners, and they've been one of our strongest partners helping develop programming uh, and taking current existing programs and saying, okay, in the centennial year, we'll give them a centennial flavor. And it's worked out better than we could have hoped for. Uh, we've got by far the strongest centennial program of any installation that mm -hmm. I'm familiar with, certainly of any of our installations regionally. Uh, and and a, a tremendous amount of activity. Uh, lots of activities with our public libraries. Uh, Harvard County Public Library has been in the forefront of that. We're also partnered with the Cecil Public Libraries, uh, both of our school systems, both of our community colleges, both of our Office of Economic Development, uh, and numerous uh, defense industry partners across the spectrum. What is the Northeastern Maryland Technology Council? The Northeastern Maryland Technology Council has been in existence for over 20 years. Uh, and, and they were created to promote small technology businesses in Harford County uh, and help them get established and find ways to generate client base, largely working with the Proving Ground, simply because that's our single largest employer in the region. And um, the, the, the other one is the Army Alliance. I, we know what it is, we all well, know what it is to some extent. I've had some dealings with it. What is that? meant to the Centennial Celebration and really what it's meant to um, APG being so well connected uh, to the community. Well, the Army Alliance is a unique organization. Uh, as a 501c4, and the c4 is the differentiation, 
they are permitted to formally advocate with our elected officials for benefits to Aberdeen Proving Ground. Uh, and they have done that over the 25 years of their existence quite successfully uh, to generate new buildings, to bring attention to situations within the Aberdeen community that uh, need attention, whether they be access to the Proving Ground on the roads leading up to it. We've got 22,000 employees that wow. go on and, on and off post every day. Uh, you've seen the road construction in the area. Mm -hmm. A lot of those improvements have come about because our elected officials were made aware that, yeah, we've got a great number of jobs and a great economic engine at Aberdeen, but we need to get our workforce there. Uh, and here's what it is. Uh, improved buildings, uh, technology that supports our troops in the field, generation of uh, new technologies that protect our helicopters from small arms fire. Uh, new technologies developed to protect our vehicles from embedded mines, uh, improvised explosive devices. Uh, those come out of Aberdeen and they come as a result of elected officials looking at the budget and saying, you know, money's there, but it's not there until five or ten years from now. So we need these pro programs today to help our soldiers today. And so they find that money and they bring it here today. Uh, and that's the benefit of an organization like an Army Alliance. And, and the other thing is, it's Visit Hartford. Uh, Greg Pizzuto and Patty Parker and their team up there. Um, uh, naturally, to, to the extent that they are helping facilitate this, because, quite frankly, it's the economic activity Absolutely. that will result from this is going to be tremendous. Absolutely correct. We're partnered with, with uh, Visit Hartford. Uh, we are the beneficiaries of a Hartford County Tourism Grant that got us started and enabled us to do the fundraising with the community, the defense community, the industrial community of our, of our age area. Uh, and and we're, our ultimate goal is to create this tourist attraction. Once the, the centennial in and of itself is a tremendous tourist attraction. Mm -hmm. Some of the events we haven't touched on that will be great draws. Uh, a live fire event. Uh, for those who have never seen one, and it is a ticketed event, they can't let just anybody into the proving ground. Uh, it, it's just, I've never seen one myself, but I've seen film of them. It's, it's incredibly impressive to see these huge cannons just fire off downrange. Uh, you know, you got to see it at least once in your life, at mm -hmm. least on film. Uh, the, the gala, the Centennial Gala Ball, which will be in October, it celebrates 100 years of Aberdeen. Uh, there's the Aberdeen Proving Ground Night at Cal Ripken Stadium. Uh, and there, during the course of the year, there's many, many other activities. We're working with Visit Harford to get that publicity out there. Uh, and we expect a lot of tourist action and, and interest in our community during this centennial year. Um, and again, to, f f regarding the gala, they can go to apg100.com. Yes. Okay, uh, great. Um, and, uh, you know, Boys and Girls Club is very near and dear to my heart, um, uh, uh, and uh, it, it's really been great to see how um, affiliates and um, uh, the contractors uh, have stepped up regarding community involvement, uh, funding our STEM programs. The Women in Defense uh, organization has uh, done a great job uh, raising funds and arranging uh, to come in and to... Um, to uh, to teach teach our kids about um, about a lot of uh, the um, the STEM STEM related activities. Raytheon stepped up and wrote a big check for our STEM lab at, at the Aberdeen Club. Um, 
one of the six STEM centers in the world that they've uh, they've they've funded, and mm -hmm. it's, it's just amazing. So, I mean, it, all this ties in to uh, all the organizations you mentioned, and how what a great job APG and its leadership and its um, contractors and uh, tenants uh, have done to stay to stay connected to the community. It doesn't always happen. And, think people often forget mm -hmm. um, what a good neighbor. Um, Our APG Centennial Celebration Association has benefited from a tremendous partnership both with the Aberdeen Proving Ground civilian and military leadership. Uh, we're partnered with General Crawford, Colonel Davis, who is our garrison commander, uh, and all the senior civilian leadership uh, has, has worked with us directly to help make this event a big community event. Uh, longer term, we're working with them and they share our vision for a permanent tourist attraction that will be located outside of Aberdeen Proving Ground in close proximity. Uh, it will showcase the technology developed over 100 years of Aberdeen, similar to what you discussed with Raytheon. It is STEM oriented. It has the, the multiple foci of being educational. Uh, we want our students to come there and be energized to go to technology careers and to understand the jobs in their own backyard that exist at Aberdeen. Uh, even to this day, even though we say we have one degree of separation, it's amazing to me how little folks in our community know about what goes on at Aberdeen. Mm -hmm. We want to expose our students to that at all levels. We also want to bring tourists into our community. Both the business traveler who comes to our community does business with Aberdeen or its surrounding defense community contractors and then leaves. We want them to come into our community, into the city of Aberdeen, into Hartford County, and visit uh, and, and look at something. Uh, a Technology Heritage Education Center would provide that focus for them. Uh, and the Technology Heritage Education, we've talked about the education, we've talked about the technology. The heritage part is also something that we've addressed, although folks don't realize it. The heritage of the geography of, of Aberdeen and the Proving Ground, the communities that were there, even before the farming communities of colonial times, this was a major meeting ground for the Indian tribes of the, of the Middle Atlantic area. This was an area where there was always peace. They would come, even if they were warring factions, they would come together on the peninsula at Bush River and fish and dig for clams and, and things of that nature. Uh, and it was a peaceful celebration, and then they'd go their own ways again. Uh, so it, it goes back even pre-colonial era the heritage of our vicinity. Uh, well, that's amazing, because I've been reading up uh, on that. I don't know, Coach Sletsky is a, is a huge student of uh, pre-Columbian uh, native uh, life, and, um, and he's given me a book, uh, the John Smith's Travels. Um, but the first half of the book is about the Chesapeake and the proto-Chesapeake oh, and the proto-Susquehanna, yes. and... Uh, uh, how uh, the, uh, the Indians that were moving around survived the tremendous amount of deaths from the diseases we brought with us from Europe, um, about uh, the, the ebbing and flowing of the water level. Mm -hmm. And there's, uh, as we develop our technology, there are, they said there are thousands of settlements that, because a lot of the Indian tribes move because once... Once they farmed an area or mm -hmm. whatever the case may, or foraged an area, mm -hmm. they would move. So they say there's thousands just within 100 wow. miles of us. Wow. Uh, I can recommend another book, and, and, and I'm, I'm sure that's a great one, one that might be 
the, it's a very long book, but it's very eminently readable. It's by James Michener. It's called Chesapeake. Mm -hmm. uh, and it goes back to the formation of the Chesapeake Bay after the Ice Age, which, of course, the Chesapeake Bay is a drowned river valley of the Susquehanna River. When the Ice Age melted, what was the Susquehanna River became the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, and it goes forward through colonial times and brings us up to today. Fascinating book, and it touches upon a lot of that same techno same history. Yeah, I recommend it. There was mm -hmm. the meteor that hit off of Charles, Port Charles, uh, in 35 million years ago. It, it created a... a 100-mile-wide and 1,000-foot-deep crater, and they still have evidence of it because uh, the James River and the Rappahannock, mm -hmm. the Potomac, all turn uh, to the north at their mouth because of this filled-in crater. Wow. And if you, in Newport News, if you drill bore for a well at 1,000 feet, you will get salt, salt water, wow. which was uh, which seeped into this crater. And Interesting. The, the, the Atlantic Ocean in the past 35 million years has been um, at the foothills of the uh, Blue Ridge Mountains, and it has mm -hmm. been 100 miles offshore at the edge of the continental shelf. So anyway, I, we got off on a tangent. I apologize <laughs> for that. No, that, that, that is fascinating, mm -hmm. and, and it is related to where we are today. That's the heritage of what created Chesapeake Bay and where we sit at the moment. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break. If you'd like, if you could stick around, that would be great, because we're going to do just a few things. We're going to ask you what you would tell your 21-year-old self as advice. Okay. Okay? <laughs> okay. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about some great events coming up at the library, and then we'll go over the edge where we look at some news from outside Hartford County and do some thingamabobs. The Hartford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members ages 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MarketBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D creation software including MarketBot and PrinterBot, 123D Make and 123D Design, professional green screen with Studio Lightbox, and both Apple and Windows computers all to help create your electronic video, audio publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. You're listening to 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Hartford Edge. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith, Administrator of Marketing and Communications, for the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. Leslie, I'm sure there's nothing going on at the library oh this week. <laughs> you were in so uh, the 10,000, <laughs> it seems like seemingly 10,000 people on the team at the library uh, packing the calendar with amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, what do we got going this week? Well, um, I'm going to start with uh, something that's really uh, good for the whole family and something that we do at several of our branches, but we have uh, Friday Family Flicks. So we do movies at the library. This particular one is at our um, Joppa Library today from 6 to 8, and the movie is Moana. So you can just stop by at 545, you can bring some snacks, um, and just enjoy the movie with your family and your neighbors. Um, and then... Uh, what we have coming up, it's kind of interesting as I'm driving through the snow today and, and we had our snowstorm on Tuesday, 
But this Saturday, March 18th, at our Abingdon Library, we have a master gardener who's going to be there from 10 a.m. to noon. And you can actually um, come and ask questions about gardening. If you have a plant that is has some kind of fungus or isn't growing, you can bring the actual plant. Um, just come by and chat with the Master Gardener again. That's at Abingdon from 10 to noon this Saturday. And then at the Bel Air Library, we have another gardening theme going on. And that's from 10.15 to noon. And that's a course on basic vegetable gardening with a Master Gardener. So the topic will be specific about how to choose a site, how to prepare the soil, how to select your seeds, and everything that goes into having a successful vegetable garden. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, Barney, uh, let's uh, uh, get back to you. I know uh, uh, as we've been talking, there have been so many, so many people and organizations and institutions have stepped up. Who, uh, who would you like to uh, recognize here as far as? Well, I would love to recognize all of our sponsors, but time doesn't permit that. We have well over 50 partners and sponsors, in addition to the community organizations I've already noted. The defense community and our, and our local business community have really stepped up with their with their dollars to help us. Uh, and they include the APG Federal Credit Union, which one of our first founding level sponsors. Uh, CACI, Camber Corporation, Cray, the supercomputing company, uh, Harford Community College, Freedom Federal Credit Union, uh, the Harford County Office of Economic Development with our tourism grant. They've been a, an incredible strong sponsor. The Harford County Office of Economic Development, uh, the Harford Chamber, Jacobs Engineering, Jones Junction, uh, great community sponsor, Mantech, Mantech uh, Incorporated, uh, St. John's Properties, uh, who also has the GATE program within the Everdeen mm -hmm. Proving Ground, uh, Service Engineering, and Mr. Jim Folk, who is one of our visionary community leaders in the defense community, certainly. Uh, and, and the rest, it's too many to mention, but thank you all, and they're all noted on our website, and I encourage you to go and take a look at it. Uh, our community sponsors, without these <clears throat> folks' strong support, we would not be successful. It's great. It's great. It's really, um, it, it, we're, we're so lucky to have these uh, these folks and patronize their business. Mm -hmm. um, go in and see them. Thank them for the work they do. And because thank the city of Aberdeen. Uh, the city of Aberdeen donated land to us for our APG Workers Memorial. Uh, the dedication on that, that is one event I forgot to mention, is May 3rd. Uh, and this is dedicated to the military and civilian employees of Aberdeen who have lost their lives in the performance of their mission at Aberdeen. And so far we've identified somewhere in the neighborhood of two and a half to three dozen folks, uh, and likely more that we will dig up from historical files, uh, that died. Uh, there were eight women that died in an explosion in one of the manufacturing facilities at Aberdeen. Uh, Phillips Airfield is named after the first casualty at Aberdeen, Captain Phillips whose uh, old World War I bomber was taking off and broke its landing gear upon takeoff. Uh, and he crash-landed it, and he died, but his passengers or crew members survived. Uh, we lost so, two divers uh, a few years ago. Yes, we yeah. did. We lost, we've actually lost three divers in the super pond. That's a very sad story. Uh, it is dangerous work. It's hard work, it's dangerous work, uh, but it's valuable work. Um, that is... Um, uh, just thank you so much for for, for what you t you and your team are doing um, to get this uh, to get this done. It's so educational. Um, we're gonna do one thing. I wanted to repeat because the vet 
Med Center told me that they've had some response. Is um, uh, Perry Point VA Medical Center uh, has a group. Um, they collect um, in-kind donations mm -hmm. for the residents. Um, and they also have a, a sharing program with the Lock Raven VA Extended Care and Rehab Center in Baltimore VA. They are in constant need of uh, toiletries, body wash, deodorant, mouthwash, um, shampoo, triple-edge, razor, shaving cream, combs, toothpaste, um, lip balm, denture adhesive. Um, I'm going to give you the phone number, then I'm going to read some more of the list. Call 410-642-1038. They'll pick right up. It's a great team up there um, in their community uh, affairs group. And um, uh, it's, it's easy. It's right over the bridge. I'll give you my email because we go up there about once a month with a truckload or carload of stuff. It's uh, robertmumbyatverizon.net. They need forever postage stamps, uh, simple crafts, uh, model kits, leather suede, simple painting crafts. Um, no jigsaw puzzles, they say. <laughs> oh, you anticipated my question. <laughs> I have some military-themed jigsaw puzzles I thought might be of interest. Uh, and I'm sure there's an interesting story <laughs> yeah. and reason as to why. Uh, gloves, hats, scars, rubber boots, totes, undergarments, and socks, and we talked about this last time, uh -huh. for male and female veterans. Parentheses, must be new. Close parentheses. <laughs> and this one, the most important thing they need is duffel bags and suitcases because uh, a good portion of the, uh, of the population there is in uh, transitional mm -hmm. housing. And when they have to move, they don't own right. suitcases. Uh, right. They don't own duffel bags. And, and she said that is one of the things that they always, always need most. And people and, have them everywhere in yeah. their house. Yeah. How, how many know? of us have like right. 12 suitcases? Right. And true. we have our three first string suitcases. Exactly. And we never touch the other nine. Mm -hmm. So, again, the number is 410-642-1038. By the way, musical CDs, board games, crossword puzzles, uh, books on CD, snack foods, um, etc. So the list goes on. Just keep that in mind. Just start filling up your trunk and uh, we can have somebody come over and pick them up. Um, and we have one more minute left. Do we want a little offbeat humor? You guys like offbeat humor, right? I do. Barney, do I, you I like? I do, too. Um, uh, I'm nothing if not offbeat. <laughs> okay. Now that I've said that, I've lost it. Um, well, as we're looking, okay. let me make one quick ask. Uh, our ACCA needs volunteers. Uh, if you're interested in volunteering in any activity, please do contact us through the website. We also are selling bricks to support the creation of that APG Workers Memorial in Festival Park in Aberdeen. All of that is on our website, apg100.org. Uh, please do go there, read what's there, find out more about Aberdeen, and buy a brick. It'll be great, and it'll support the Workers Memorial. apg100.org or apg100.com. Okay, we're gonna do um, we're gonna do interesting, wise lines that um, will spur some thought. Um, and these are some famous people have said this. Said this. Stephen Wright said this one. There are two kinds of people in the world. Those who need closure. And then the next one. <laughs> this evil laugh. Do you get it? Those who need closure. I'll never forget what Grandpa said right before he passed away. Let's see here. Red on yellow. Okay, this one's a king snake. See? <laughs> and 
just because you're paranoid doesn't mean people aren't out to get you. I like that one. All generalizations are false. <laughs> and we'll end with the favorite tweets of the week. Um, you may have heard one of these. Okay. <clears throat> um, boss, I've called you here because I suspect one of you is an owl. Me. Who? <laughs> Everyone stares at me, even Gary, whose head is turned 180 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop calling us your squad, Linda. This is book club. Trump, let's get this Muslim ban going. Banned? We thought you said ban. No way. That's harsh. How about that? And how's that Mexican wall coming? <laughs> uh, I once accidentally started a flash mob when I thought a spider might be on me. And uh, day 20, still lost at sea. Crew thinks I know how to plot a course with a protractor. I just like making it walk on the map. Pointy leg man. <laughs> he meant comedy. Always good to end with those. Uh, I can add one closure. I had this on the wall in my office for years. Uh, and it was done as a sample with a drawing. Never try to teach a pig to sing. It wastes <laughs> your time and annoys the pig. <laughs> well, Mark Twain said, uh, uh, never argue with a stupid person. They'll dra uh, drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Okay, that's all the time we have for Hartford Edge. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.